This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. North London is red. You heard it here, folks. Arsenal beat Tottenham. So we're going to be spending the show today talking about that. Let me take a seat, actually. Shout out to all the Arsenal fans who are enjoying a fantastic, fantastic day today following the North London Derby. AFTV, Doneo, you can hear him in the background and all the Arsenal fans who are listening and tuned in today on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. The roof is on fire because we are talking all about the North London Derby which happened yesterday at the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal beat Tottenham in what was coming in to quite a confident Tottenham group, having won five games. We're also talking about racism in sport. Has It's been highlighted a lot, but what if Wilfred Zaha refuses to take the knee? Do you agree with him or not when the rest of the team are doing that? We're talking that as well. And also, why is it so hard to find a place to train and what are the deciding factors? Is it the location, facility, community, coaches, or even the money. Let us know on 4215 Salat or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri on Instagram and we'll be right back after this. Some Lotto Boys for you are in the mood today, guys. Go get yourself a drink and come back. I'll see you after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. On Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host, Come Everything Sport International Local. Got a big smile on our face today in the studio. North London is red and we're going to be talking about that later on. So make sure you stay tuned for that segment because I'll tell you what, we're bringing the fire um, on segment three. We'll start off with why is it so hard to find the right place to train? Now, in the health and fitness segment of this week, we're talking all sorts of good stuff. But one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with finding what fits for them is there are several factors involved. And in that, obviously, with COVID, post-COVID, and let's say pre-COVID, we had to have a lot of questions on the table. Are we going to go back to gyms? Are we going to be comfortable enough to train in a group again? Are we going to be able to afford it is another thing. Is it the coaches? Is it the community? Is it the uh, location? Is it the, the, the financial package that's out there at the moment? So plenty of plenty of things to consider when trying to find the right place now shout out to super mario who was asking me the other day omar what do you think if i join this place and i said to him to be honest what are you looking for what is it is it is it class-based system is it coaches is it you know the environment is it the facility is it the equipment i kind of played about with it and tried to get some questions asked before i could answer that and at the end of the day guys you kind of got to find what works for you but what does work for you? Are you bothered about who's there? Are you bothered about space? 
Are you a bit more cautious now since we've been allowed back into gyms if you're in the UAE? Obviously in the UK, I know things are a little bit more different, but hopefully that will come back soon. So there's so many factors now, or even is it an issue with finances? And I can speak from experience when I say gym memberships can cost quite a bit. And in doing so, especially if you're going to, you know, one place or two places even, it kind of adds up at the end of the month. So what is it that is the deciding factor for you to train at a place? Is it the environment? Is it the coaches? Is it the uh, location? Is it the financial package? That might be the thing that comes out first. Or is it, um, you know, the reputation of the place, which is another thing, because sometimes you have all these, you know, these these franchises that open and obviously when they come over from the US everyone talks about them here and says you know what that's the place I want to go to you know I've heard great things about it and there is also that element of the hype game you know what what we can kind of market better to get people to go into but at the end of the day what is it that you're looking for text me on 4215 at the salat or do or slide into my dms at omar duri on instagram or even at omar duri one on tiktok as well i see tiktokers um because today's today's show is inspired by north london so we're going to be talking about later later on coming up next though to take the knee or not to take the knee that is the question racism gets the headlines again except this time it's one of their own who decides not to represent the black lives matter rule by taking the knee wilfred zaha is in the news i've asked a lot of people about their opinions regarding this is he right or is he wrong to not stand and take the knee with all of his teammates and be the only one standing up let me know i'm going to take a little bit of a break here some bruno mars and be right back after this enjoy folks is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Thank you very much for tuning in. And listen, guys, if you do miss the show at any time, don't worry, you can catch all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Angami. Or if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube channel, Pulse 95 Radio, and all of our episodes are there. We've got some fantastic guests covering some very important topics such as mental health, gut health, and how to condition the brain as well as the body. Right, on today's show, we spoke about why is it so hard to find the right place to train? And what are the deciding factors? Is it the location? Is it the facility? Is it the community? Is it the coaches? Or is it the financial packages offered out there at the moment? Plenty of people talking about that so far and the comments are coming in which keep them uh, flying through. The next topic that we're talking about is to take the knee or not to take the knee that is the question now if you're thinking i'm quoting shakespeare i'm not because wilfred zaha refused to take the knee the other day in the premier league to make a point now for those that don't know wilfred zaha comes from ivory coast he is an african player who is uh, a very popular um african player in the premier league and he's someone that is extremely active now his point not to take the knee has made headlines clearly because we're talking about it now but is that the right thing to do or not we spent all these years trying to raise awareness on kicking out racism from sport and by him doing so 
it has created headlines, but is it the right thing to do? What's your view on that? 4215 or do or slide into my DMs. Is he right to not take the knee um, during the Premier League match to make a point? Because in his opinion, it was change is not happening anyway and he's still receiving abuse. So there was a lot of factors there when it came down to Wilfred Zaha that people were questioning. But at the end of the day, you know, unless you go through it, you don't know what people go through when it comes down to being in the limelight, being in the spotlight. The the social media connection with the athletes nowadays is, is pretty close. So he did that the other day. And the question, another question is, if it wasn't an African player who refused to take the knee, how would that be viewed by the world of sport? Because especially if he had the same views as, as Zaha, especially if he said, you know what, it's not changing Things need to need to change, and this is not one way of doing it. It's just being generic, and no one really cares. Will they be seen in a different way? Because we saw Bournemouth the other day, you know, uh, not take the knee apart from one player. But again, see, that's the role reversal. So right now, what what is the right thing to do? I want to hear from you guys. Four two one five at the salat or do or slide into my DMs at Omar during. Let me know. The other thing I also, you know wanted to, to bring up on the show now yesterday there was an unfortunate incident in the PSG game with uh, a footballer called Angel Di Maria whose family were held for hostage and kidnapped um, while he was playing and his manager had taken him off to let him know and those kind of scenes are incredible I've never I've never heard of anything like that before it's things you see in movies which Again, are the athletes being protected better? We know that the world is going through a tough time at the moment and we know that there's plenty of struggles, but surely the protection on the families for these, you know, athletes should be a lot better. So on one hand, we're talking about racism and sport and the verbal abuse that these athletes get. And on the other hand, we're talking about physical abuse where the family of Angel de Maria got kidnapped and held for hostage while Maria was playing in, you know, uh, a PSG game. So yeah, let me know about that. Coming up next, North London is red. You heard that right. North London is red. And we're talking all about Arsenal versus Tottenham on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! sure is that time it's the halftime show and it is arsenal north london is red and i'm so excited to be able to say that to you because coming into this game i was getting a lot of abuse from tottenham fans arsenal fans you know what i'm talking about aftv you know what i'm talking about doneo you know what i'm talking about um we get a lot of abuse from tottenham fans and especially at the moment now a lot of people have been saying that tottenham are a better team than arsenal and arsenal having a horrendous season probably the worst season under the transition that we've been going through for the last 10 years. Um, but coming into this game, I'm, I'm going to try and be unbiased here, but I can't promise anything. But I have to tell you that this game yesterday meant a lot to Arsenal fans, merely for the fact that Ar Arsenal have had to go through a lot of changes at the moment. And with Mourinho being at Tottenham and Tottenham playing some, some good stuff, we got to say, they're still in the Europa League, they're still in the Cup, 
and Arsenal pretty much playing for the Europa League and that is very very risky so coming into this game there was the talking point before we even started was Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was dropped for disciplinary reasons and what we are hearing is because he was late or maybe a number of times was late and as captain that's not a good example so Mikel Tata had a big decision and he dropped him way before you could see by his body language that he was not happy and that was the first point that a lot of a lot of fans saw that. The Arsenal fans thought, oh, this is not the, the game to make an example out of him. And the Tottenham fans probably were rubbing their hands thinking we were going to beat you with him anyway. And so that was the case where Kane played and Oba was dropped. Now, the sub that changed the game. Here's what, here's, here's what I, I see. The way Arsenal started and the approach, the approach that Tottenham had to sit back, especially with the unforced errors that, you know, um, Arsenal have been... Have been conceding through back passes to the goalkeeper back into Jacka, and then Jacka giving the ball away against Burnley and then you said the same thing with Ceballos against Olympiacos so for, for Mourinho not to press them and, and rely on his tactics and strategy to be able to sit behind the ball and hit on the counter especially with Bale, Son and Kane being in fine form and winning five games coming up to that this was kind of the tactical approach we probably thought after a couple of minutes and especially after the, the game was kind of panning out a certain way. It was very impressive to see how Arsenal came out. Emma Smith Rowe hit the crossbar and and they were the game should have been over by half time. Now here's the thing. Son's injury probably was a blessing in disguise for Tottenham because the moment that Son got injured, Lamella came on, Moura got shifted to the left and Lamella played in the 10 and I think the one thing they were lacking was creativity and so in doing so there was an area there that caused more alert for Jacker and Partey who had to now deal with Lamella strictly. Now probably they were missing a bit of urgency and probably Lamella would have been very angry that he hadn't started against the North London uh, rival. So this was the first thing which again worked out because if you saw his goal and this is the only time I'm going to say anything good about Tottenham today. If you saw his goal, Lamella's Rabona was unreal. And it's not the first time he's done it. He's done it in the Europa League against Astras as well. To be able to keep that. Now, it's one thing where you say that was so skillful. Anyone that tr tries to do that. I mean, if I tried it, I'll pull a hamstring. But anyone that tries to do that will know how difficult it is. But it's also the lack of um, use of the right foot as well. And coaches know what I'm talking about. So, so that was the first part. Now, watching the way... Lamella was getting into tackles and he was finding the spaces and he was causing trouble. The game almost turned once he, he came on because he was able to really pull the strings together for Tottenham. And maybe, obviously, as we saw, a rush of blood got to his head and eventually he got sent off. But I think, what was it, um, Ted might, might said this earlier, which, which made me laugh a bit and saying that we're, you know, we're enjoying this moment. He said, Lamella's like a Domino's pizza driver. He delivers the goods and then he leaves. <laughs> And then he leaves. And that's 100% correct. But seeing seeing the way Tottenham set out, and especially with the chances Arsenal missed, and going 1-0 down, you thought, oh, no, it's going to be one of those days again. And seeing the shift of confidence as the Tottenham players grew in stature, and Dombele, obviously, Regulon was getting involved more. The defence was kind of holding it together. Um, but let's just take a second to look at the way the Arsenal team continued to persist in trying to find the spaces they weren't as ruthless or relentless as they should have been but coming into this game with Tottenham winning five you know in a row you know 
the the favorites were Tottenham. I'll say that, you know, very, very honestly. They were the favorites to win this game. And so having a look at the way this game panned out, you know, Odegaard got a bit lucky with the deflection when it came down to the equalizer, but they should have scored a couple of goals before that and they should have been able to to put Tottenham aside. But there again, that blessing in disguise of Lamella coming on for Son had had caused, you know, the shift in control, uh, you know, in, in the game. And then and again, the controversy after that with uh, Lacazette getting a penalty, uh, rewarded as David Sanchez went in for a tackle, didn't get the ball. Um, but after Lacazette had missed the shot, the follow through went in and he, and he kicked him. Now, here's the thing. It can be awarded as a very soft penalty. But here's my question to a lot of people. If Sanchez does not make contact with um, Lacazette, can Lacazette still pass the ball back into the middle and you know, create a chance? Yes. So in that case, we've seen a lot of soft penalties given, um, especially with VAR and all that kind of stuff. But overall, Tottenham fans, do you feel your team deserved to win that game? Yes, you hit you know, the post with a hurricane free kick towards the end and had a goal disallowed from offside. But apart from that, with having 11 shots to one in the first period, is that enough for Tottenham fans? And how do you feel right now? Does it mean as much to a lot of the fans out there? Or are you kind of okay with, you know, where you guys are in terms of position of the league? Obviously, four points higher than Arsenal, the Cup, and also the Europa League. And I just have a feeling that Arsenal might meet... um, Tottenham in the Europa League this is just a it's just a gut feeling I don't know but right now Arsenal fans it's your time to enjoy this North London is red we are very very happy with the result and we're not going to get too gassed because we're still having an awful season awful season but for now enjoy the moment Arsenal fans this is to you Doneo I see you AFTB troops Mr. DT and Crucial Robbie and Mo enjoy it guys Arsenal is red this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that What's a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything Sport International Local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. You're chilling watching us home on YouTube as well, live on Pulse95Radio or even on Instagram at Omar Duri or TikTok at Omar Duri one I got your backs, guys, and what a show we've had in store today. I think the energy... <laughs> In today's show is fire, as you can tell. A little bit of a excited uh, host today due to the the North London derby yesterday between Arsenal and Tottenham, which was very very eventful. Brought back a lot. Uh, shout out to uh, Subi as well, who's tuning on the Instagram live. Thank you very much for joining us, Sub. Um, today, if you just missed the sh- let's try that again. If you just <laughs> tuned in and missed the show, then you can catch all of our uh, podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or on Rami, or even on YouTube Live. Uh, we spoke about 
um, why is it so hard to find the right place to train and what were the contributing factors in you deciding that especially pre-covid and everything there's so much stuff happening that has kind of got us to question is it the community is it the coaches is it the uh, location is it the finances so i had a few different cool things that people were talking about to take the knee or not to take the knee that was from wilfred zaha in that segment where the black lives matter campaign is still ongoing but a player from the um, Ivory Coast refuses to take the knee because he felt that it would be a bigger message if he didn't and to raise more awareness on that. So our thoughts on that. And of course, the North London Derby. Now, a lot coming in on that. There's actually a report yesterday, which is unfortunate, that um, Angel Di Maria left Paris Saint-Germain's game against Nantes early on Sunday to rush home where his family had been held hostage during a robbery. Um... You know, uh, another player in PSG, Marquinhos, also had his parents' house targeted by intruders during the match. But, you know, are they getting enough uh, protection, the athletes that are out there? You know, this is kind of a concerning, a real concerning factor here because, you know, how are they supposed to go and, and, and do what they do and perform on the biggest stage when their families aren't safe? And we all know that family means everything, you know, to us, to people. So really uncertain times i hope everything i wish uh, angel de maria's uh, family all the best and hopefully hopefully that you know they're safe and sound as well um so yeah regarding that now actually coming up on this week guys um we've got a couple of cool guests coming up on saturday we've got um you know a seg- like a show on recovery now with the recovery factor especially if you've if you've read reset one of the the most important dominoes in reset is recovery and sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time to recover mentally physically emotionally um and and so we're going to bring on a guest uh, actually on saturday who's going to talk to us about that but in a very different light this time this time it's more about how sports massage plays a big factor the gaston knife is another thing uh trigger point therapy is another thing you know we haven't spoken about that in depth on the show so i'm going to pick his brain on that and then next week color psychology now we probably think what does color psychology have to do with sports or life or fitness or health a lot because the color psychology uh, show that we're going to have for you next week is going to bring on a guest who's going to discuss how certain colors trigger off certain emotions which is going to be very very cool um, next week so make sure you tune into that i'm kind of looking at that and thinking to myself wow there's a lot we want to bring on the show so i'm doing all the prep work now but because i've been so excited about bringing this to the surface i thought you know i'd share that with you guys early and we have reached full time on the halftime show i hope you've enjoyed it as much as me and remember every monday wednesday saturday three to four uae time you can catch the same place same time on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m 